Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today it's going to be so much fun. I'm interviewing Connie B. Dowell, and Connie is an author of historical and modern cozy mysteries and also nonfiction for writers. She is the host of the Book Echoes podcast for authors and a freelance editor and book, book coach. So she's got a lot on her plate. So thank you so much, Connie, for being here, and please tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank you so much for having me, Josiane. It's really great to be here. Um, so um, to tell you a little bit about myself, um, I, I, like you, you mentioned, I, I have a lot going on, um, both writing and editing and helping other authors in various ways. And um, one of the big things I, I like to talk about um, lately, and if you are seeing this on video, you might notice I'm in a car right now. And that's because I have very small children and sometimes they will cooperate and let let me go have a meeting and the, keep the door closed and go sit with daddy downstairs. But this particular night, they did not. So I had to <laughs> hop on the, the phone in my car. And so, so you have two kids, right? Yep. I have two kids. Um, currently, one is one is almost five and one is three and so are you a full-time writer or do you juggle that with a full-time job like how is is it your full-time job to be a writer um so my full-time job is you know split between writing and editing and other author services okay and how many books have you self-published so so far i have self-published seven books um with more coming before the end of the year and what was the reason you started to to start writing because like when you have this first book idea you like sometimes you get like worry like will people read it will it be any good so how did you decide to write your first book there's write your first book and then there's write your quote unquote first book um <laughs> so writing my first book uh, i I was born with the writing bug. So I started this as a child. I just had a drive to tell stories, but obviously that was not the first book that I self-published. Um, so I had written a lot before I decided to take the jump into self-publishing. Um, and I made that decision. I, I hesitated on it. I wish I had I'd done it a little bit earlier. I thought about it back in um, like 09 when it was just getting started but I hesitated for several years until um, 2014. At that point, I had been a freelance editor for about a year um, and I was working with self-publishers, getting interested in the industry. And I knew a pretty successful self-publisher through a critique group I was part of. And I finally decided to give it a try for myself and haven't looked back. That's so cool. And do you remember, like it was a while ago, but how long did it take you to write the first book? I know for me, the first one was the longest it took for me to write a book because I'm just getting the hang of it. 
So how long did it take you to write the first one? It is a little tricky again, because like I have all of those things that I wrote that will never see the light of day. Um, and they did take, you know, ages to complete or to kind of stop in the middle because I realized something was wrong structurally with the story. Um, the first book I self-published wasn't actually, you know, it didn't actually take terribly long because it was nonfiction. Did the next book as fiction. That one did take a good long time. But after that, it does, it does get shorter the more you do it. Yes. And... You have written a book for authors, Writing Without Childcare. And could you give us like some tips that you share in the book? I'm really curious to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was inspired to write uh, Writing Without Childcare after, um, well, after obviously writing without childcare for a while. But um, after kind of coming back from a really dark place, I didn't stop writing after I had my first child. Um, I slowed down, but I didn't stop. But when I really stopped was after um, we're Hurricane Harvey survivors. And after Hurricane Harvey, um, I was, I found myself stuck. We just moved to this city. We didn't know anybody. We were in like this crummy, tiny apartment with like no furniture because the hurricane had washed everything away with a newborn and a toddler. And the experience was just so overwhelming that I did actually stop writing altogether for a good long time. And I had to teach myself, and that experience is what led me, want, led me to want to talk about this with other writers and to write um, that ebook. So some of, some of the tips, and I would say there's like four kind of central points. One is to learn how to seize little bits of time as they crop up because you're not likely to have large chunks of time. Yeah. The second big point is kind of using technology. And by that, I don't mean um, giving screen time to your kids, <laughs> although we all do that from time to time. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah, use technology. I mean, using technology to help you write and edits and work in different ways. Okay, um, so just be more efficient read. with the little time that you have. Yeah, so being more efficient. Um, also relying on others when available, like trying not to work in an island and feel like you have to do it all. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, but also learning to work in ways that are uncomfortable or not really natural to you. Like, for example, doing a video call in your car. Um, <laughs> Is it the very last one that you published, this one, Writing Without Childcare? The last one I published was um, the second in my modern um, cozy mystery series. How many books do you want to publish in a year? Do you have a goals? Do you have like set uh, word count that you want to write every day? How do you manage that? I am like an obsessive goal setter and goal reviser. Um, so I planned out how much I wanted to publish this year and then had to kind of work backwards and figure out when that, the work behind that is going to happen as well as budgeting in time because everything always takes more time than you think it will. Um, so I set a goal for this, for the year of 2020, um, 
<laughs> it's been the hardest year to try and meet goals, but um, yeah, so this year was five books this year. You want to publish five or you've done, like you're done with five? So I've done, um, I've done two, I've got three more coming out, so. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> do you self-edit, like you're an editor, do you hire someone to edit your own books or are you able to see your own mistakes? I, I do have a little bit of a leg up being an editor and I, I always do my own self-edit before handing it off to somebody else. Um, but no matter how experienced you are, you're always going to be pretty close to the manuscript. You're never going to see it from someone else's eyes. So I prefer not to be the sole editor on my project. I have before had somebody kind of have some sort of family emergency or something and they, they, they just backed out of the project. I had to publish at a certain date and I just buckle down and made it happen um, but it's not my preference okay and I hear that you uh, plan on doing a webinar I at the time of this podcast is going to air the webinar is going to be over but I think it's so interesting you're going to talk about author newsletter magic that's how it's called and I know you've told me that you're probably going to do it again so what is it about what do you share like can you give us like a little preview and some tips no, I love chatting about author newsletters. Um, and I called it author newsletter magic because it's it it can feel like I'm looking on. Um, it feels like this big, scary, unknown thing. And I thought when I first started doing newsletter marketing and running my author newsletter that oh, this is gonna be really difficult, it's gonna feel awkward, I'm not gonna know what to say. And at first, all of those things were true. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to get subscribers. My newsletter kind of limped along for a while because I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't really trying. And that's where a lot of authors kind of get lost. They say, okay, it's not working for me. It doesn't, newsletter marketing doesn't work. And they haven't really put in the effort because it's gonna feel awkward at first. It's gonna feel weird at first. Um, but once you get the hang of it, your newsletter is, should be the backbone of your marketing as an author. And you can really make connections with your readers that you know, aren't just helpful for sales, but it feels meaningful. It feels like the opposite of scammy, scammy marketing thing that authors are always afraid of. How do you manage like having nonfiction and fiction? That's something I'm always confused about. Like, should I only have one Facebook page for both of those? Like, should I manage two Facebook pages? Like, should I have two newsletters? How do you manage that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I'm glad that you asked that because there's probably a lot of other folks who are wondering. Um, so I do have one pen name for both at present. If I write something totally wild and different, I might set up a different pen name, but I don't think that anybody's gonna be confused between the books for writers and the mystery novels. So I didn't feel I needed a second pen name for that. Um, but I do have more than one Facebook page. I do have more than one newsletter. And because I am a podcaster, I can kind of attach things to the name of the podcast um, because all of that 
ties together with the nonfiction. Okay, so you have like a brand or podcast about nonfiction, which is always for writers. So it's the same topic. And you have a newsletter specific to that. And then you have like a different like Facebook page and a newsletter for the mysteries. Yeah, I have I have two different websites, um, two different Facebook pages, two different newsletters for, for one for each market. And do you send out newsletter every single week? How do you find content? I um I found what works for me and probably works for a lot of other writers too, is that for um for nonfiction, it's pretty easy to um, send out a newsletter once a week and not kind of annoy people because they are looking for info on that topic as long as you've got something kind of relevant to say. Um, and it, it is a little bit of a cheat because I'm a podcaster. I'm always, I've always got something coming out every week. But I can often find some other little tips and tricks, things about writing that I can include in every newsletter. Um, now for fiction, I only send every other week. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to make it too much and kind of overwhelm readers who, you know, maybe aren't as interested in hearing personal stories every single week. Um, but I also don't want to make it too far apart so that they forget about me right and so you talk more about like personal you mean like your writing process where you are at in your books like what do you talk about yeah um so it's it's a bit of a mixed bag so i talk a bit about um the things i'm doing in the books i can include little sneak peeks um because uh some of mine are historical I can include like historical tidbits or even, you know, there's research for all kinds of books. Um, there's a research process just for all kinds of interesting little facts that you find along the way. Um, but you can also kind of get tie-in topics, things that your audience is interested in. Um, like if you happen to be the kind of person who is really interested in, you know, tea and gardening and quirky little hobbies, which cozy mystery readers really are, then you can talk about the flowers in your garden um, as long as you don't you drone on. Um, so you can talk about uh, the fancy teas that you ordered and you give a little bit of personal connection um, for your interests. So those are two. Also, um, other writers' books. You know, people are always looking for more things to read. Um, and so they're looking for recommendations from you. And it's a way that you can, you know, network with other writers. That was so helpful. Thank you so much. And what more advice would you give to someone who's looking to self-publish a book? Maybe they ha haven't started writing it or like they feel like an imposter syndrome. What would you tell them? So if somebody is interested in publishing a book, they're, they're having that trouble getting started because they feel like I'm not a writer. Well, know that like every single writer has been in that position. Everyone has been at the beginning. And the only way you get to be a writer is to write. That's the only requirement, but it also is the requirement. So just write a little bit every day. It doesn't have to be towards the project you're working on. It can be some, in fact, if you're, dealing with imposter syndrome, it's best to 
you take a little time and do like a really silly writing prompt, something completely stupid um, that just makes you laugh. And that will grow your confidence and your writing skill and the habit, the practice of writing. That's good advice. Thank you. And like you have many ways that you promote your book. So we talked about your Facebook pages. We talked about your newsletters, like you have a podcast and you're a guest on other people's podcasts. Do you have any other tips that you can share with us? How do you promote your books? Do you use uh, Amazon ads? Do you use Facebook ads? Yeah. Um, so Amazon ads and Facebook ads, I, I, I'm really more of a dabbler in those. And that's something that I kind of need to make an explicit focus the way I did in um, what beginning of 2019, I, I decided, okay, 2019 is the year I am going to get really comfy with newsletter marketing um, and making that this is my focus on marketing for the year. It worked. I'm hoping to make my focus for 2021 is all right. Now I am going to really understand ads, but so far I, you know, I, I try a few ads. I like to keep a little bit going on Amazon ads, Facebook ads. I've only used seasonally because I do have a Christmas book and that seems to work pretty well up until about December 27th. And then it's time to turn them all off. And do you have more writing projects that you're currently working on? Like how many books do you write at a time? Do you write like three books and just a little bit here, a little bit there, or do you just like dive into just one of them once? one specific project? Yeah, nope, one, one at a time. Um, so get, get one project out of the way and then move on to the next. And what are you writing right now? Is it a novel? Is it for nonfiction? Yeah, um, so right now I am working on a novel. Um, I, I guess I am actually straddling a little bit because I'm polishing a planner for writers um, that's gonna come out later in the fall. So that's just a later stage in the process and it's not as intense so I feel like I could balance both that and um, the next historical novella. Yeah I always feel compelled to write and be all over the place and then I'm like oh no no I'm going to focus on this one project and then I don't know I just feel it fuels me my creativity to jump from one thing to another to have like one main project that I'll put like maybe 80% of my time into just moving to other projects like editing or something like that. If people want to know more about you, about your work, about like uh, your webinars uh, that are coming up, where can they connect with you? Absolutely. So you can find me um, at bookechoes.com. That's where um, the podcast is, all the resources, any upcoming live classes um, and bookechoes.com slash writing without childcare. Facebook, on Twitter, um, sort of sometimes on Instagram. So we'll make sure to share all those links in the show notes. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today. It was so interesting, especially the part about newsletter. I guess I should do like you're doing, like just picking one topic that I need to master in marketing and just go for it. So I find it was a really good idea for you to do that. And I should invite you uh, next year once you met, like, you know, everything, all the secrets for Facebook ads and Amazon ads. I would love to hear about that. I'd love to tell you if I can find <laughs> out what they are. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!